you, Father, for the fellowship and the unity of the faith, God. We want to thank you in Jesus' name as we come forth to you today. Father, we thank you in the many multitudes of your blessings in our life, Father. And Father, as we climb this uphill battle, Father, and up this uphill ba uh, mountain, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you will just continue to give us the push power to continue to go forward in the blessedness of your holy name and of your holy reverence. In Jesus Christ, let the church say amen. Amen. Okay, let's go to the book of Proverbs. That's our where we'll be. I want you to hold your places there and go with me to the book of First Peter. Hold your places in Proverbs, the twenty-third chapter. When you get there, say Amen. amen. <clears throat> Amen. It's a beautiful day. Proverbs, the 23rd chapter, hold your places there, go with me. The title of this message today is Living a Life of Quality. How many of you understand that God placed us in this earth to live a life of quality? Do you really believe that? Is, or is that just lip service? Do you? So I'm going to ask you again. How many of y'all truly know that God has placed you in this life to live a quality life? Not just a life that is uh, what we say, I'm just trying to survive. That's not what God's intent was for our life. God's intent for our life is to be fruitful and multiply and replenish. In other words, God wants to bring the greatness out of us. Amen? So here it is, the word of the Lord says to us that he wants us to live a life of quality. Now the word quality means to have an essential and distinguishing attribute about yourself. So God has placed us in the image and created us in the image and the likeness of him. Well, that's a certain quality that God has given us. And it's essential and it's distinguishing to who and what we are. I want you to travel with me to 1 Peter 2.9. Go with me to the book of 1 Peter 2.9. Title of this message once again is 1 Peter 2.9. Title of this message, as I said before, is Living a Life of Quality. Are we there? Now, God has set his stamp upon us. You agree with that? He made us in his image and in his likeness. That's a stamp that he has placed on us. And in the process of it, God also, in verse 9 here of 1 Peter, the second chapter, he said, but ye are a chosen generation. Not just a generation, but a chosen generation. I'm talking about living a life of quality. You see, too many people in the world today and too many people in the church today are living a life of non-quality. We're talking about living a life of Quality, do you understand that quality is an essential and a distinguishing attribute that God has given all of us? Do you understand that this morning, church? So, so, so the Lord comes and the Lord speaks to us and he says to us that I've made you not just a generation, but I've made you a chosen 
generation. A royal priesthood. We're talking about quality here. He says a holy nation and a peculiar people. He put a stamp on us that says he chose us. He put a stamp on us that says we're a royal priesthood. He put a stamp on us that says that we are a holy nation. He put a stamp on us that says we are a peculiar people. And the reason why he did it is to show forth the praises of him that had called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. That is the reason why God did what he did in our life today. So as we come forth from the word of God, the word of God instinctively says that I have given you a life of quality. And I'm expecting you to begin to live in it if you're not already. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, so as we go forth, I'm not going to be with you long. Short and powerful. Short and powerful. Somebody say short and powerful. That's what it's going to be. Short and powerful. Now, if we go on to 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Let's go there. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Still dealing with this quality of life. See, we've got to deal with that. We've got to deal with that quality of life. Of life. Amen? Amen? So as we go forth in dealing with it, God, he continues to bring forth a sweet message to us. Look at verse 3 of 2 Peter chapter 1, the third verse. Are you there? Amen. Watch what God says here. The Lord says, according as his divine power mm -hmm, hath given unto us not some things, but all things that are pertaining unto life and unto godliness. We're talking about a life, living a life of quality because it says here that he's given us all things pertaining unto life and to God and, and godliness through his divine nature. He has given it to us through the knowledge of him that he has called us to glory and to virtue. So you see, it's through the knowledge that we are receiving from God. It is through the knowledge that God has placed in each and every one of us that determines what type of life we're living and what's the quality of that life and what's the quality of that godliness because it's through the knowledge of Jesus Christ that we receive what we call the divine nature of God. Amen? Amen. Because before you didn't know anything about Jesus, you didn't know anything about the divine nature in you. You know, and this is what this uh, trip that we're on, this journey that we're on, this is what it's all about. It's all about learning about the divine nature in you. That's what church is all about. Church is not about all the antics and the events and this and that. That is not what this thing is designed to do. This thing is designed to bring forth the kingdom of God that's inside of you. And there's too many of us running around here talking about we're on a kingdom move and we don't even know that the kingdom of God is inside of us. And what we need to do is tap into and find out what it is that's inside of us. In other words, to say a short and sweet, stop playing church. Come on, that's right, preacher. Just stop playing church. 
So the word of God says it's through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory. That's the honor that God has placed on us. And to virtue. Now we got to look at this word virtue here. Because the word virtue means the excellence of the soul by way of the power residing within it, the soul, through the nature of the one that created it. So what we have to understand is that there is an excellence, a quality that God has placed inside of our soul. And it, he did it by way of the power that he has released in through, into us through the knowledge of Jesus Christ and God, whereby we discover what the divine nature of God is in us. So this word virtue simply represents the excellence of our individual soul by way of the power that God has placed inside of it. Amen? Amen. So if we go back to the original text, Proverbs 23, verse 7. Go there with me. Are you there? Amen. The Lord's word says here, for as he thinketh, talking about a man, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now that heart, it's not this. Wrong teachings. The word heart represents the center of your being, your mind. What's in here? Has nothing to do. This thing down here don't do nothing but pump blood. That's all it does. And I often hear preachers how they say the heart and they point to this. But I wish they would do a study on what the word of God is saying so that they would understand that God is talking about the center of your being. This right here don't do nothing but pump blood. It's a blood pumper, a muscle. It's not a thinker. It's not a thinker, people. The Bible says a man thinks in his heart. The heart here means your mind, the center of your being. It says, however you think, that's how you're going to be. Because that's what you are. You are what you think. According to this word. Say it again. This. I'm going to say it again. You are. What. You think. So. He says that we. Receive the divine nature. Through the knowledge. Of Jesus Christ. And God. Sound like some thinking to me. So as we think. On the revelation of God and on the revelation of Jesus Christ in us, then that's how we become what we are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, say he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. You see, it's all about how he thinks. In his heart, you say. I have people all the time, they call me, they talk to me, and they sound like they with me. But the Bible says that 
They'll speak fair words to you, but their heart is not with you. That's what the Word of God said. So, when, when, when folk call me, and I'm not talking about people in here. It's more to y'all in the world than what's in here that I deal with. I'm sorry to tell y'all that, but, you know, just in case y'all didn't know that. But, and they always try to figure out what makes me tick. As if they really love me. They don't love me. What they want me to do is expose myself to them so that they can take me out. That's what they want me to do. You see. That's why I politely told a gentleman yesterday. That's why I, most of the time, 99% of the time, my wife and I are together. Because other than God, she is my closest counselor. You understand? Amen. You know. Therefore, when folk call the house, which they do, and say, I saw him here, I saw him there. No, you didn't, because he was my husband who was with me. Am I, lying? Am I right about it? Do I lie? Family members and everything? Yes, they do that. They do that old stuff because they want to kill you. You see, everybody ain't your friend. Don't you believe everybody your friend now? Amen. They might be in your family, but they ain't your friend. Y'all better listen to what I'm saying up in here. You know? Folk don't call your house to try to knock you off, and you ain't done nothing. Who, who else did that ever happen to in here? Can you be right there on the... That's why it's a good thing to be with your woman. That's why it's a good thing. Be with your woman. You ain't got nothing to worry about then. You see, they can't lie on you. I saw him here. I saw him there. No, you didn't, because he was right here with me. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You see? Come fuck along you. You out trying, don't let your good work be. Which one of these good works are you stoning me for now? That's what, that's what Jesus said. <laughs> What's the problem now? You know what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say, church, is in order to live a life of quality, you got to keep stepping. Amen. That's right. You got to keep stepping, y'all, now. So you, you, you can't get caught up on what people think. You can't get caught up on what they write in the paper about you, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. You can't get caught up on what they say about TV, on TV about you. You can't get caught up about what they say on your, about you on Facebook or whatever. You just can't get caught up with that, whether it's good or bad. But you got to stay focused and deal with yourself so that you can maintain that quality of life that God has given unto us. Let's go further. Amen? Makes sense so far? Mm -hmm. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4.7. It's a familiar scripture. But each time you go to it, it gives you more insight. It gives you more insight. 2 Corinthians 4.7. Tell me when you get there. Don't watch this word. It said, but we have this treasure. This treasure is... A quality, and it means value of our essence. The quality and value of our essence. Well, we have this treasure, this quality, and this value of our essence. We got it in this earthen vessel. And the excellence of the power is of God, and it's not of us. So what God does is, 
the Lord wants us to understand that, you know, as we walk out this thing, we need to walk it out being focused on the fact that we have value. Remember I always told y'all that everybody is in here is important? Amen. I always tell y'all that because inside of each one of you is a thing called a treasure known as the kingdom of God. And God wants you to tap into that. And many people don't want to tap into it because you see, in order to tap into it, there's going to be some great challenges involved in it. See, you just don't get it that easy, you see. You see, you got all those vines, those cut you vines around that kingdom that's inside. You know, them worldly things, them flesh things. It's a long way between the flesh and the kingdom. It's like, okay, I got, in order to get to that, I got to go through all of this. And all of this, every cell of it is sinful. So you got a long way to go because you're sinning when you don't think you're sinning. See, that, that's, that's what the problem is with man today. Is man sinning when he don't believe he's sinning, but he see everybody else sinning. You see? But you got a long way to go between where you are and where you're trying to get to. And every once in a while, God will give you a glimpse of it. Every once in a while. He'll give you a word of revelation about it. You know, that's just to keep you going. Until he remove all of this because he say flesh and blood can't enter in into the kingdom. And see, we keep trying the kingdom of God. And see, we keep trying to take flesh and blood. We keep trying to take worldly things. We keep trying to take earthly things into that kingdom. And because we keep trying to do that, we keep failing. And then when we keep failing, we start getting frustrated. And one frustration brings on another frustration. So frustration causes us to do infidelity. Frustration causes us to go and spend where we shouldn't spend. Uh, frustration causes us to go in debt where we shouldn't go in debt. You know, frustration causes us to pick up a gun and if we don't kill ourselves, we'll kill somebody. I'm telling you what frustration does. All of it's sin. Amen. Frustration makes you eat overeat. Well, it ain't no different than killing. It's all sin. So you can't, you can't pick this one out and don't pick that one too. You know, you can't put this man or woman in the pot and don't jump in there in the pot too. Amen. Soon as you try to put one in it, you crawl in there too. You understand what I'm saying? Because I guarantee you, you probably got more in your eye that plank that we talked about last week than that other person that you're trying to castigate. You, you probably do, you know. That's why the Bible says, judge not, least ye be judged. I don't even know why I'm going on this today. Has any of y'all been judging? Don't even raise your hand, don't. Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. But God done went there. He went there for a reason. Somebody, you know what I'm saying, stop that. Every time you, look, remember this. Every time you get ready to judge somebody, look in the mirror. Judge that. How about that? That's right. Make it easy on yourself. Don't condemn yourself to hell by trying to judge somebody. Look in the mirror. Every time you go to judge somebody, you remember Dr. Man said, look in the mirror. Carry one around with you if you have to. And pull it out. Every time you get ready to do that, 
Hello. Okay. All right. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Well, now, watch this. Because we are, what we're doing is, is we are uh, tactically and strategically going from one point to another point to see where we need to go and what we need to do and how we need to do it and the opposition that's going to be up against us. Go to John 10.10 and say amen when you get there. We're just about done. We ain't going to be much longer. It's going to be just fine. Trust me. Now watch what the thief came to do. We're talking about living a life of quality, right? Now, we just told you that it's not going to be easy to do. Did we not say that? Huh? You see, you can take this crew up in here and shake the world. We're doing a, we're doing a good job at it. God is able, y'all. God is able. And anyway, when I'm eating, I like eating with elbow room. <laughs> and I don't eat with anybody. Eagle don't eat with a buzzard. You hear me? I done told y'all that before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it's all right, you know. But look at what the thief come to do. The thief came to do what? Steal, mm-hmm. kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I come to give life. We talk about the quality of life, living it, and to give it to them more abundantly. That means I'm going to give you an over excess of it. I'm going to give you more than enough of life. Why? Because that more than enough might be what somebody else needs for you to jumpstart their life into abundant life. You understand what I'm saying? If I just give you what you need, then how are you going to help somebody else? Huh? See, I got to give you more life. I got to give it to you abundantly. You understand? Because you might have to jump somebody off. You might have to get somebody to jump off. But if you, if you just got enough for you, then you ain't going to be able to help nobody else, see? You ain't going to be able to jump nobody. So God got to give us over and above, abundantly. But look what the thief come to do. See, the thief come to take that from you. See, see, the thief came to either steal it or kill it or destroy it. And he got many ways. We're not ignorant of his devices, the Bible says. He got all kind of ways to come at us and try to get us. And because the voice of the enemy is not that much different than the voice of God. Because he knows how to mimic God. And if you ain't on point, if you ain't on point, you'll listen to the wrong thing. You will. You sure will. You'll listen to the wrong voice. And that'll be the voice that take you under when you follow it. It's designed to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you. We're talking about living a life of quality. How can you live a life of quality if they, the demon take it from you? If he steal it? If he kill you all? You know, I'm talking about spiritually dead. Just kill you off. You know, hey, you where you just, you just, against all hope, you got to believe. Remember? See, all these, these, all of these sermons, they, they gather themselves together and they go one to the other as a building block. That's why it pays for you to practice what's being preached here from week to week. 
You got to practice it. If you don't catch but one thing, latch on to that one thing and practice it. Amen. You know? If you can't get the whole thing, that's okay. But latch on to something and rehearse that within you. Rehearse it. Because that's how you enter into the divine nature of God. Go to first John. First John. We're gonna go one through four and then we're out of here, okay? Well we might go to one 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 scripture after that. Amen. Amen. Now, this is the word of God here, it says. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, and which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. See that word life there? The word of life. We're talking about living a life of quality. For the life. Mmm was manifested. The quality life was manifested. The top of the line life known as Jesus Christ was manifested. That's top of the line. You can't ride in a better car than that. You understand what I'm saying? So 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 after that one there's no more that's gonna be above it. See that's top of the line. It don't get no better. Let's say, for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that what? Eternal life. See, that's what living the life of quality is all about. Eternal life. See, that's the reason you got saved. I hope. I hope you didn't get saved like church folk now to, so God can pay your light bill. That ain't much of a salvation to me. I, I, I hope you didn't get saved like church folk nowadays to come into church and just have a hoopla, you know, a happy time, an event. I've never known war to be a happy time or an event. And if we're soldiers, soldiers are designed to make war. Right? Let's see. But, 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 but now we get saved and, and, and we put it on the status of a social gospel. You know. All we do is run around feeding folk. Trying to give folk clothes. You know. When Jesus said, look, the poor going to always be with you. You can't, you, you can't feed all the poor. You can't help all the poor. You know what? Because the average poor, I say the average poor, don't want nothing but poverty. Every time you try to do more for them, they don't go nowhere. Now I'm giving you hard truth. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about your feelings. I'm giving you hard truth. I preach truth up in here. But see, God said, I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. That's what God's word said. That don't sound like poverty to me. That don't sound like poverty to me. You see? So, so, so there's a, there is a, a, a schism here between God's truth and 
your truth. There's a schism. There's something blocking this. You see. Because Jesus done already told us that everybody ain't going to be able to go this way. Jesus done already told us that, okay, you didn't follow me because of the miracles, but you followed me because your belly got full. Oh, that's what, what he said to him. You followed me because the fish is in the load. Your belly got full. That's why you followed me. You didn't, you didn't follow. You didn't come to church to get the kingdom. Now, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about the church as a whole, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So don't, you see, I'm trying to build you. I'm not trying to discount you. I'm trying to build you. But I'm also, it's more than you to this. We got a few more out there. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? See, we, we're trying to build a world. That's what we're trying to do. So don't you, I told y'all before, don't get caught up on your little self. You understand? Think big. Don't think small. Think big. Somebody say, think big. Think big. That's right. And do big. do big. And don't settle for nothing less than big. It's got to be big because we serve a big God. So what they do is they waste all their time with this. This is what we call a social gospel. We got all of these programs. But we got more poor now than ever been. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just telling the truth. But if the church folk, the preachers, would do like they're supposed to do, and teach people the kingdom principle. And stop pimping the anointing of God. And start bringing people into the flow of the kingdom. Don't you know that it will put the doctors out of order? I mean, out, 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 out of a job. The psychologists and the psychiatrists would be out of a job. We don't to have a job but the preacher. Nobody else would have a job. Wouldn't be no need for them. Lawyers, you wouldn't need them. Now, first of all, lawyers, you don't need lawyers unless you're doing something you ain't got no business most of the time. And Jesus is your best lawyer. So that would cut them out. He's the best healer, so you wouldn't need them. He's the best scientist, so you wouldn't need them. I mean, so what would you need? Nothing but the word. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? So you can spend your time trying to alleviate poverty, which you'll never do. Or you can spend your time trying to alleviate the poverty of the spirit, which you can do with the word of God. Amen. Are you with me? Now, I'm not saying, I feed people all the time, now that ain't what I'm saying, that we don't do that. We take care of our own, you know, and we take care of a few, that ain't our own, a few. But we take care of our own. But what I'm talking about is rule number one is we're going to spiritually feed you. Amen. That's rule number one. When you leave here, you're going to have something to think about to eat on. Amen. 
Now, your refrigerator going to be full when you leave here. Now, you choose what you want to go in there, in here, and pick out and eat on. You understand what I'm saying? Because you might not want everything that came today, but at least eat something. Amen. You know, leave everything in, in the grocery basket and take it, take it into your house. Just in case. Just in case. You know. Just in case, don't don't say, well, I don't think I want that. No, you, you might need to take that. You might need it. You know what I'm saying? It's better to have than to have not. Amen? Amen. So, so, so he's saying, now the life was manifested. It was manifested. Truly it was. And we've seen it, handled it. He's saying, now, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. Go with uh, that which was with the Father uh, and was manifested unto us. Go to John 17.3. Hold your places at First John now. Hold your place there. Because I'm not finished there. But go to John 17.3. Because he's going to tell us what eternal life is. Amen. Tell me when you get there. He said this is eternal life. That you, that you know the only true God and the Father. And the Son, Jesus Christ, right? Whom he has sent. Don't it say something like that? Uh-huh. So what God is saying to us, <coughs> that in order to know eternal life, all we got to do is know who God is through his word and who Jesus Christ is through his word. Who is the word? It goes right back to finding that divine nature. Through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You see? Not through the knowledge of theology. No. Through the knowledge of the Word, the Holy Ghost. You got to have, that's what you need. You see, you can always get a whole bunch of men, they call them scribes. That's what they call them. They're scribes. They call them scribes and the lawyers and all of that. You know, the part of the Sanhedrin. You can always do that. Jesus wasn't a part of that. See, Jesus dealt with spiritual building. So what he did was, he took and he saw what was needed in man. You see. What was needed in man was what they lost. What was needed in man is what they lost in the garden. That's what was needed in man. You understand? Yeah, y'all. Get him up over there. That's what was needed in man. Understand? That's what was needed in man. Now, 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 when you lose, you see, we let me tell you something, church. When we do something here. We do things of excellence here. And it doesn't matter whether you're small or large. When, you, when you're on a mission, we're going to teach you to, be, to do it right. What you do at home, you do at home. But what you do here is totally different. You're going to do it right up in here. You understand what I'm saying? If we're going to teach you, we're going to teach you right. Whether you're a child or whether you're a grown-up. Because sometimes all of you act like children. I got to get all of you. 
You understand what I'm saying? Every once in a while. Every once in a while. So ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. You know, that's okay. But we, we, we're on a mission here. We're on a mission here. So how they say in the military? I turn hot. And that means you snap to it. And that's, that's, how, that's how we roll here. That's how we roll here. We don't, don't play right. So if you're going to do something, we're going to do it right. Ain't going to be no laziness up in here. Not, not, on the, not on the dream team. Not on the dream team. And praise team, y'all are doing a good job. Donator, give yourself a hand. Give, you, give yourself a hand. We're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. Doing a great You're growing into your own. Praise the Lord. Growing into your own. I like that. But eternal life. Eternal life. This is eternal life that you know the Father. The only true God. And Jesus Christ. The one he sent. Look at 1 John verse 3 and then we're going to get out of here in verse 4. All right. That which we have seen and heard. Verse 3. 1 John 1 verse 3. That which we have seen and heard. We declare it unto you. That ye also may have, look at this, fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, fellowship. If you don't, if, see, we've got a fellowship here in, in God, right? And what we want to do is get others to understand and enter in to this fellowship. That's the whole key. Now, so what we have to do is, in order to get them, we've got to live that life of quality. In other words, they got to see it. They got to see it. And what happens is, is when people begin to see it, because if you're on your job, People, and you done somewhere told them that, okay, yeah, you, 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 you this or you that, you Christian, you know. Because we say that kind of loosely sometimes. Well, again, then folks start watching us. Well, we're not going to pull nobody if our life don't line up with that. You know, your, your, your testimony is just dead. Yours, mine, anybody, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean... And we all fall short of the glory of God. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm just saying that, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be any good. It's got to line up. So we got this fellowship. Truly, our fellowship is with the Father. And with his son, which is the builder of God in man. And these things write we, why? Unto who? You. Why do we do it? That your joy may be full. You see, but now in order for your joy to be full, Philippians 3.10, you don't have to go there, but you can go there if you want to. We're talking about this thing, fellowship. Paul said, now, in order for me to know him, I got I gotta, all that I might know him. And the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. You see, see in that fellowship, there's going to be some suffering. You can't live this life of quality without some suffering. Amen. And once we start suffering, you know, a lot of us start backing up because the pain. But you see, the Bible tells us 
in Acts 14, 22, that we ought to confirm the souls of the saints continuously, knowing that they must enter into the kingdom of God through much tribulation, much suffering. Amen. You see? So if, if, if we don't get conditioned for warfare, then we're going to have some problems. You see? In other words, you've got to become numb to pain on this walk. There's a certain level that you have to reach, that you have to become numb to all the adversity that's coming your way. Because as you go higher and higher, the adversity becomes stronger and stronger. And, and that's why breakthroughs are so important. You've got to have breakthroughs, people. You know what I'm saying? You've got to have breakthroughs. All this week long, I've been challenged, 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 challenged. I'm talking about challenge, you know. But I sat there, I walked water, walked on the water, and didn't even get my ankles wet. That means I stayed focused. Walked on the water and didn't get my ankles wet. You know why? Because I have learned how to numb myself to the ploys of the adversary. You got to numb yourself to that. Until you can numb yourself of that. You know what numb mean? It means you don't feel it anymore. Even though he's sticking you, you don't feel it. You don't say ouch if you don't feel it. Jesus is the pain killer. He's a pain killer. You know? You put that thing in, you strong enough, and the pain will go away. <laughs> I'm serious. If you put that thing in you strong enough, I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the power and the wisdom of God. That's what we're talking about here. No, we ain't talking about a man. We're talking about a power. That's what we're talking about. When we say Jesus Christ. We say power and wisdom. That's what we're doing. We're dealing with. I don't know what nobody else is dealing with. You know, but when we say Jesus Christ up in here, we're talking about the power and the wisdom of God. Why? Because I saw it in the Bible. That's what it was. Amen. And once I saw it in the Bible, then I understood what he was to me. You know? So now, my thing is to begin to release that power. Not only within myself, but into others. And it numbs you of the wiles of the devil. So when the devil say, after, after you done fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and the devil come along, and the devil says, okay, if thou be the son of God, knowing that the devil always hits you at your lowest point, you know, and he comes along and he say, now, I know you're hungry. Now, if thou be the son of God. See, you try to put doubt in who you are. That's the first thing. If you who you say you are, then turn these stones into bread. He know you're hungry. He know. He know you're hungry for the word. He know you're hungry for the word. But you got to show him that you ain't going to eat just anything. <laughs> you know, he tried to give you rocks to eat. You, you catching what I'm saying? When you're hungry, you'll eat anything. Every sermon sounds good. And you hear that everywhere when you're hungry. <laughs> oh, that's a good word. Word wasn't nothing. You know, 
when you hunger. So Jesus said, no. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So if it ain't coming out of the mouth of God, I don't need it. You understand what I'm saying? I don't need to turn no stones into no bread. Because the bread already been made. Amen? And here this crazy demon is telling the word, which is the bread of life, turn these stones. In other words, he tried to change Jesus' diet. He'll try to change yours too. Yeah, he'll try to change your diet. Now, don't you play with me. He'll try to change it. That's what he tried to do with Jesus. And if he tried Jesus, who is the word, who is the bread of life, what do you think he'll do to us? Come on, man. So he couldn't get him on that. Now he come back. Take him to a high mountain. Now he's working with his pride now. His eyes. Pride of life. Okay. You just bow down to me, I'll give you all this. Because it's all belong to me. No, it don't belong to you, devil. It belongs to God. The earth is the Lord and the fullest thereof. The world and all therein. That's what the words say. You just, he just letting you play in a little while. Yeah, you just in the playground right now. He's going to snatch you out of there in a minute. Yeah, you're going to come up out the playground in a minute. You know, you go get your thing off, baby. Go ahead and get it off. Go ahead and get your thing off, you know. Go ahead. I ain't worried about you, you know. Go ahead and get your killing off and everything. That's why I don't get worried about what's going on. It don't make no difference to me what's going on in the world. Because I know the end. I done read the end of the book. You understand? And I know who I am. So... If the world, I already know the world going to hell, well, let it go. I'm not, I'm not going to be trying to drag it because it ain't, it'll drag me. The force of it will drag me into the place where it's going. That's a revelation in there. I hope you caught it. Amen. You better turn loose sometimes. You better turn loose. And then after that, then the sucker come once again. And what does he do? He takes him to this high pinnacle in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He saying, now look here. If you jump down, you say the angels will bear you up. Because it's written that they'll bear you up. Mm-hmm. At least you dash your feet upon a stone. They'll they, they bear you up. Go ahead and jump down. Yeah, Jesus. Go ahead and tempt God and jump. <laughs> you say, oh, no. Tempt God. I should not tempt God. You know what I'm saying? You should not tempt the Lord thy God. You know, he's trying to tempt you. See, and he'll do you the same way. You be in a secure place. And what he'll try to do is he'll try to get you to go to a place where you don't belong, and then he'll try to get you to jump off it. You know what I mean? So we gotta watch where we allow ourselves to be. We gotta watch who we allow ourselves to be with us. We gotta watch what we reveal to people. We gotta watch. We gotta watch. Because if we don't watch, then what's gonna happen is there's gonna be some problems in our life. You know? There's gonna be some problems. So we need to watch very closely on what God is trying to tell us about living a life of quality. Live your life. Live, in, live your life in quality. Because people, when they see you living your life in quality, they're going to try to question you. 
And they're going to try to find stuff on you. They're going to do that. And they're going to try to discount you. They're going to try to tell you, no, you ain't. You got to be careful who you talk. Why am I saying this? You got to be careful who you telling your innermost secrets to about what's going on in your household and what's going on in you. You better know what you're doing when you do that. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but God talking to somebody up in here. No, it's somebody else. Because I know what I'm feeling. Now I'm warning y'all. Take heed. And don't put yourself. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. And be careful. Who you put your business out to. Because. Everything now. Is trying to probe you to get you. That's what they're doing now, all over the world. We're talking about these apps last night. Y'all be careful with them things. Every one of these apps that y'all love to doodle with is dangerous. Because everyone that you allow give access to whatever electronic device that you got, what you do is it collects your most secret and it puts a profile on you. And not only that, but a lot of these things now have built in what we call cameras, built in. While you looking out, it's looking in if you hit the right out. And you don't know that. And you'll wonder why things are happening the way it is. And you'll be shocked by some of the data that they have on you. Now we're living in that kind of world and that kind of technology now. Even with the televisions now, when you're sitting in your and you're putting all these apps on these televisions and stuff, these new TVs and all that stuff, and while you're looking at it, it's looking at you. But where they're getting you at the most at is on y'all telephones. Them telephones that always, that's where they're getting you. Because that's where all the suckers go. That's where the suckers go. That's for suckers. That's the sucker move right there. And y'all so addicted there. Why y'all think I keep talking to y'all about these phones? Why y'all think? You setting yourself up? <laughs> when that thing collapses, they're going to know everything about you. And when they come, they're going to have all the data on you that they need. To do whatever they want to, to you. 
I don't even carry them things. And if anybody need to carry a phone, I need to. And I don't even carry them. Why do you think I don't carry them things? Because them things dangerous. I learned how dangerous they were. Now, I know y'all ain't going to quit carrying them, but for God's sake, use some common sense with them. Just use some common sense. And this stuff called Instagram, you know, y'all selfies. Oh, y'all love that. You know, you selfies, the ones that's addicted to that insanity. Don't you know that every time you put an Instagram on that thing that they locate and it can locate where you are? And now everybody know where you are. And you got folk out here that's adept and experts on how to find you. I'm talking about folk, crazy folk. Yeah. Because we're living in a world now of, 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 of social technology. You know, the world has become small. Very small. Everything now is, there it is. Instant. So all you little selfies, keep on. Keep on. Your little old ego going to get you in a whole lot of trouble, selfie. You better keep your business off those. If, it ain't, if you ain't putting something on there about God, you better watch it. Somebody be coming up in your house and killing you. So you done, you done gave him the right of way. You done gave him the right of way. I'm just trying to educate you this morning. Give God some praise up in here. Come on up, baby doll. Living a life of Christ. Some things you don't know, and it's good to find out uh, when God is trying to speak to us and tell us some things. But um, I learned recently, well, I guess it's been a couple of months ago, and uh, they were talking about, they had, they had aired on, 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 on the news, and I happened to go to my cell phone to see if they were telling the truth. And there it talks about having that uh, locator. You can be located at any given point, and um, and then they begin to tell you how to take it off, so nobody can't find where you were. So I went into my phone and I removed, I unchecked the thing where it located me, where it could locate you no matter where you go. And uh, and it was it was amazing because what what was said was uh, on the newscast. This is what was said. It was said that. Uh, and, and they were not realizing that they were making a joke, but yet it was a dangerous joke. What they said that, well, uh, if, if you're out doing something you don't have in the business, then through that phone and that locator, they can, the other party within your life can find exactly where you are. And, and, and they said that, and, and I'm like, you can find a lot of situations that that can go off the wrong way. And when, when, when I was... To looking at that thing, I said, well, let me see if, if this is on my phone. I didn't see it's a, a tracking system that can find me. 
Well, yeah, lo and behold, it, it was there, it was checked. So I definitely, I unchecked everything because you never know, because you got people with some, some we're living in an area with dangerous minds. You never know who's watching. That's why oftentimes when, when you're going to be away from your home, or you're going to be out of town, or you're going to be doing something different, you never let anybody know what's going on because that was a time when people were showing up at your house when you was on vacation. And they was robbing. You see, everything that's for us is not always necessarily good for us. And then we got to learn how to use those after those those uh, apparatuses that that's been 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 given to us. But remember, above all, we need to live a life of quality. And it, it's it's so important that whenever we go, wherever we go, whatever we do, that we exemplify Christ. Living that life of quality is you know said that eternal life. And wherever we go, we want to make sure that people see Jesus Christ in our life. Amen. So we don't want to be someplace where, where somebody says, you didn't holler, we're a Christian so long, and, you know, on a job, and all of a sudden we start acting like food. You know what I'm saying? And then they want to know, well, I thought you said you was a Christian. People are watching this whether we realize it or not. So it's very important that we live a life of quality. Now, I need to ask a question before our young people come up. How many people would like to have a, a CD? I know that uh, there are some that, that now they go online, they're able to see, uh, can go online. One, two, three, four, five. We need to do five, six CDs, please. There's others uh, at a point where they can uh, go on, on download.